What's up, everyone? This is Dak again, back to Comfortable Being Uncomfortable, uh, the podcast where we kind of keep it real and straight and talk all things nonsense, but then some real stuff too. So today I have my uh, co-host, the BS you can only trust. It's going to be really weird for me because I don't ever call him this, but I am going to respect the artistry that he is. The only BS you can trust. The only BS you can trust is with us today, um, who happens to be one of my best friends, uh, who definitely has been rapping as long as I've known him, that's right, NYU days, and has been beatboxing as well, um, has a degree in psychology, which is really awesome and great, so we have like really great conversations, and he can actually rollerblade, and he does it around the city all the time, which I think is pretty cool, so... You know, you don't see a lot of those combinations happen. He goes to Blade Camp every year in Europe. It also tells me how awesome it is. So I'm looking forward to talking a little bit about that. And everything else we're going to talk about on the show today, because I can't talk, um, is uh, my recent travels to Orlando for Memorial Day weekend. And a quick recap of some of the series finales that's happened um, around TV. So... And, of course, we'll talk everything Marvel and DC because this is what me and BS do all the time. So, BS, thank you for being on the show. Oh, thank you for having me, Dak. Yeah. Um, how was, before I get into myself, how was your Memorial Day weekend? Did you do anything crazy, fun, interesting? Memorial Day weekend. What did I do Memorial Day weekend? I don't know. <laughs> I have to check my, <laughs> to <look> my calendar. <laughs> like, I did something. I did I something. what it was. Uh, and it was probably really sweet. <laughs> uh, Memorial Day weekend. Um, oh, t- uh, I threw a show. <laughs> See, that was something. That I was threw a show. Uh, my friend Jack Dawkins and I co-produced a show called The Homies. And we nice. invited uh, our friend Precious Gorgeous to perform with us. And um, my uh, freestyle rap initiative, you know, Freestyle Fitness NYC, we had our first like little showcase. And so uh, a bunch of community members uh, performed for the first time. Um, uh, It it was really, really cool, really powerful. Uh, It was a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, And then um, on Monday, it was the homie PJ O'Rourke, the the mind behind Fly Life. Um, It was his birthday, so got to go and and hang with him for a second um and also filmed a little bit of skating uh just for for like future promotional yeah like you your know. own b-roll right yeah okay, yeah yeah, nice. yeah 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 okay. so more like like not so much like tricks but more just kind of skating around and like like catching a vibe now how was the wedding wedding weather here in new york is normally it rains around memorial day did you guys get any rain or anything like it, it was crazy? a little humid Okay. Like, like, but, so but it wasn't, it wasn't bad. The weather was yeah. good. It was just warm. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was in Florida because ideally it rains all the time in Florida, as we all know. Um, I ended up going to Disney. So I was supposed to be going on a cruise with my friends, but unfortunately we're sidelined that and they went a week earlier. Ideally me and my friends like to do our, like a cavern trip or something around Memorial Day, cool. but they moved up a week to go to Alaska on a cruise. And I was like, so <laughs> I was like, can't do that. Also, don't want to do that. So yo, summer Alaska's dope though. I, whatever. I just it's seven days on a boat. I just don't have time for that. Honestly, I, it's the me personally. I just think about how much beautiful trouble you could get into seven days on a boat. 
Well, it was the people that were on the boat as well. So, you know, <laughs> I have to consider those things, <laughs> my overall decision making. Um, but ideally, instead, um, one of my best friends, uh, her birthday is around that, that time, around Memorial Day, so weekend. So I said, well, instead, I'll go down there and just hang out with them and, you know, chill and stuff. So it was really nice. Um, so as you know, I used to work for Disney. If anyone doesn't know, I used to work for the Walt Disney Company. And um, so a lot of my friends are, used to be in Disney, and they still live in Orlando, in cases. So nowadays, as I've gotten older, I realize when I go back to Disney, which I'm so thankful for my friends who always get me in, shout out friends, um, I don't need to ride rides when I go there anymore. Like now, no. I just want to go there and get drunk. <laughs> like I, Classic. I literally like go to Ep like I went to Epcot and I was like, I'm not gonna ride any rides. I'm gonna go around the world and just drink. And I was with my friend B, and I was like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. And that's literally all we did. And I was like, we could ride a ride because you know they built the Guardians of the Galaxy right there. But oh, I, oh, I didn't that. know they had that now. Yeah, oh, it gives me a headache. It's, it's nice, it's a great ride. But okay, it's just like a long wait hours waits and then you don't get on it and it's like and i did it like last time but i'm also like i come here so often it's not really a priority on my list i can always come back and do this another time okay okay so i just wanted to go around the world and drink and that's literally what we did and we had a great dinner at la Celia. i haven't been back there in a while it was so good it's like a steakhouse there so amazing and um that was my disney adult day and then the next day i just went to animal kingdom and i watched shows no rides well, except for like the safari, but that doesn't really count as a real ride. But like, not Everest or anything else like that. Okay. And I still got drunk. So I got drunk and looked at animals, and I got drunk around the world. So not that means I'm an alcoholic, but I think ideally it just made me realize Disney's a lot of fun. We can drink. There's a theme here. There's a theme here, but uh, it made it like really interesting. So I only did two parts. I didn't go to Magic Kingdom. I didn't go to Hollywood Studios, and I was just okay with that. And I was totally fine with that scenario. Um, but my friend, she lives in Mount Dora, which is like maybe about 30, about probably an hour outside of the kind of Orlando metro area, but they have a great small town there. And so we just kind of went around the town. It's like a big lake around Lake, uh, Mount Dora or they call it Mount Dora, but Lake Dora. And we just like hung out and we just like had the little air wreck area they had. We shared a party in our backyard, barbecued it. Like it was just nice. You know, it was just nice to be able to do that. Do I miss our cabin trip? Of course, but we all decided we we're going to do that starting early this year. So that's nice. going to be on our plan to make that happen next year. So other than that, I thought it was a great Memorial Day. Um, the only downside I had on this trip is that I got my car towed, my rental. Oh, no. Yeah, you want to know how that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I went to the club. I went to this club, Savoy, and they have a parking lot across the street from the club. So I thought I paid enough money to put in the meter because they do like a license plate. Like, you know, you got to pay whatever. Hey, and you go. I think everything's fine. So I go off and whatever, go to the club, see my friends, you know, have a cocktail too. And then I'm like, okay, it's time to go. So they had Uber there. So I was like, well, I can drive us back because, you know, I didn't really drink that much. So I was like, I'm cool. So we go back to go to the car. The car's not there. Ooh. And so I'm using a beep, the clicker, and I'm like, I know I parked this car here. I know no one didn't steal it. I mean, unless Orlando's gotten really crazy in the last year. I don't see how you stole the car. So I'm going through trying to figure out, like, look at signs. Like, is there a towing company? Like, you know, something that shows there. Finally called the towing company. The guy's like, oh, yeah, we towed it. You were off by, like, 20 minutes. And I'm like, this is, like, 2 in the morning. Were, were you that bored to, like, tow this car at 2 in the morning? 
you could not fucking like i was like all right whatever meanwhile little do you know that this person lives for that moment <laughs> probably lives that so i'm just sitting there i'm like all right so my friend is one of my friends is pretty wasted and my other friend is like all right let's get him home and like you know we can take care of the car situation later and um i was like i'm not able to go to this place at 2 a.m and they're like well we don't take credit cards our machine is out there's some floor shit and i was like okay all right i'm just gonna do this in the morning so i had to get it in the morning got down there and then when i got there to get the car the guy was like oh some other car is blocking your car which you get an additional 20 minutes just to get the vehicle back i was just like okay that was a very interesting scenario so um outside of that orlando was amazing but uh, i learned to uh make sure that i pay for parking <laughs> so my rental doesn't get towed um and um, I guess I always have cash, apparently, because they don't take credit cards at some towing companies. Who wow. knew that? I don't know, but that was a thing. So um, overall, it was a great Memorial Day weekend. Besides that. Anyway, on to new topics. Um, we're going to talk about a few series finales. Um, and I know you don't want, you've only watched maybe one or two of these shows, but there's a lot of shows that ended. So Ted Lasso technically isn't cancel it for now i heard TV. it was like done though like that they, they wanted but, to yeah end the it. story like obviously the, the way no that... spoilers fine if you didn't watch by now watch it but Thank ideally <laughs> it was supposed to end on a three season arc but it just didn't seem that way so i don't know mm. so but apple tv hasn't officially canceled it so i don't know if that means there's spinoffs i don't know if that means different character you know i don't interesting. know interesting i always took it like how breaking bad they were like it's five seasons and we're done and that's what i that's what i thought okay but you know it just it seemed like a great closure but it it's weird to me because usually if it's a series finale it would just say it would say series finale but it didn't even say that it just said season dun, dun. so i don't know it was great it was good but um sad to see it go but also you know, I think we talked about this before, like Michelle's go over like their prime. It's like, it's best to just yeah, quit while you're ahead. Quit, you know, don't overdo it. Don't, don't try to add another season or, or don't bleed it something. Dry. Yeah. You know, like, you know, take it for what it is and like make it a great show and then leave it at that. And, like, yeah, you're going to miss it, but ideally you have a complete story, you know? So that's how I felt about that. Secession's kind of the same way. So Secession was four seasons and it wrapped up this past Sunday. Oh, last Sunday. Sorry. Last Sunday. Um, and it was amazing. And I thought it was great, but the same thing. I'm glad they didn't run it out. Like, it was good at the Four Seasons. It was just a great show. HBO obviously has amazing shows anyway, so it was really good. But it's just kind of sad because you watch these shows for the last couple of years, and now you're like, do I have to find new shows to watch now? Like, like yes. what do you do? Like, like when your show, like you had a favorite show in the end, it's like, what do you do? Do you have a morning process, or you're just like, all right, I'm gonna watch something new? Um, it depends. Is the show like ending, ending, or do I have to wait an indefinite amount of time for a next season? Ending, 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 ending. I, I usually celebrate it as long as it feels like it ends in a satisfying way. I think then it's like mm. cool. But if the ending is like a like a major letdown, then it's it's. I try not to let the ending reflect on the whole show watching experience. Yeah. Sometimes easier said than done. Very true. But Usually I kind of have like a queue of, of shows like it's like, oh, what's next? Or just yeah. kind of having um, uh, like I was really into My Hero Academia. Uh, oh, you I, were telling me about that show. Oh, my God. Oh, oh I loved it. Uh, but there's like six seasons. And then there's like the final season is coming out sometime next year. So it's one of those yeah. where I'm just like I'm just like waiting 
And it was one of those where I got to the end of where it was and it was just like, oh my God, like everything is like, like reaching yeah. a boiling point. So there's like this like, ah. So, but my process after that was I had a, a friend of mine, uh, my friend Camille, shout out to Camille Harris. Um, shout out Camille Harris. Yeah. <laughs> um, excuse me, Harris Skinner. Um, Harrison Skinner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, she got married recently. Shout out, shout out to Camille and Tim. Um, but uh, they put me on Babylon Berlin, and Ooh, I just okay. started watching that. And yeah. since I'm learning German, like it's great to have like a German language TV show. Awesome. Um, is a like so I, I'm on episode. Two. I just started watching it. And it's really exciting. So it was kind of cool to go from like anime to this like just kind of I guess different. Um, non-us like yeah. like based programming so it felt kind of cool and i think they're better too i mean it feels like even with bbc america some shows i think their shows are so much nothing is american shows but i just think they're written so well it's had a different take on things and i think it's as a, a US person coming in you're like oh this gives you a little like, like limelight to it it's which i feel like they might feel for our shows too so it's definitely well, it's, it's a different angle it's a different <laughs> perspective yeah and I appreciate that. And, and I mean, especially in these, right? Like, like My Hero Academia, it's like it's happening in Japan. Mm-hmm. Like Babylon, Berlin, it's happening in like nine, like 1929 Berlin. Yeah. Like, yeah. so it, it's cool to kind of have these like different settings and cultural contexts that come with those different settings. I find really, really fun. But uh, I'm trying to think like what shows I like. Uh, I watched Dark, another German show. Ooh. Dark is so good. Oh, my really? God. Yes. What Ooh. is it about? You tell I, our listeners just a brief synopsis of it. So it's it's kind of a, a like a mind bendy kind of noir. Um, I don't want to. It's so hard to describe without giving it away because it's one of those shows where like you watch it and you're like, okay, I think I have a grip on what's happening. And then the writers do something to turn the whole show on its head, and you were like, I have no idea what's happening now, and I need to find out. It's only three seasons. It wraps up in three seasons. Right. Um, but that was one where it was like the ending was so satisfying. And by the end of – by toward the end of it where I'm like, how are they going to put all of this together? There's no way. Right. And it was – oh, they put it did it with like a bow on top. It was wow. highly recommend Dark. But it was – I think that's what it is. Like I finished it, and I was like, this is awesome, and I would rewatch this when I need another like – uh, like German language, like booster, right? Right. Um, so that's really cool. Yeah. And where is it on Netflix? Yeah, Dark is on Netflix. Okay. Highly recommend. How do you feel about the new segue? Netflix charging for different households now, so they implement a new rule now. So now, if you're not in the same household as the Netflix person in your profile, they would charge you. I think it's like seven ninety nine, eight ninety nine, something like that. What? I didn't person. know this because I'm the only person on my Netflix account. You are a rare breed. I feel like everyone has uses someone else's Netflix as one time or another. I use somebody else's everything else. You know, <laughs> other streaming, right. you know, everything. Um, smart man, smart man. Yeah, they just started it. I had to start cashing in on my friends. I'm like, listen, you need to start sending me that eight nine nine yeah. every month because I ain't paying for this. You're not gonna pay for it. Like it's, but they're cracking it down, which. I don't understand that model to be honest, because it's like you're still watching the content. If people are still watching your shows. Why? doesn't matter if they're in your same household, you know, I just no commercials, no commercial money. So the views don't, I don't think the views guess, mean as much because yeah. the only money comes from the, the monthly yeah, the fee. Yeah. Yeah. Unless there's some, I'm sure there's some backroom like, Hey, we want to put our show on Netflix. Okay, cool. That'll be so, X amount so, of dollars so, yeah, or, or whatever, but it's just crazy. I have three profiles, four profiles. So 
I'm not charging my mom because she gave me life, so she's fine. But I am definitely going to charge my two other friends in the process, who I love and adore. But it's Lloyd and James. But ideally, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. You know, we come to agreement on it. But I just found that interesting. Where it's like the years of streaming. It's like you literally have so many options, but now the prices has just gone crazy. Now. Oh, dude, it's becoming cable. Yes. And it's only a matter true. of time before some of these true. companies start collaborating and doing packages and like. And put it all together. Well, you know, Disney yeah. does that. Disney, Hulu, and ESPN all in one package. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. But like Hulu. Disney owns like the... all of them. So yeah. That's... Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you're totally right. It's going to be the wave of stuff. But it's just, it's crazy because they wanted to get you away from cable and watch shows. And now I think streaming, it's like, but now you weren't charged just as much for streaming <laughs> and for you know, either Hulu TV Live or YouTube, you know, whatever the case is, it's like it's just as much as cable if you yeah. think about it. Yeah. So, like, are you really saving? But this, they don't care. They just want to make their money. <laughs> you're not wrong, my friend. You saving. are not wrong. Okay, so you're not gonna know about this next one. This is a brief intro, only because I had to talk to. I was talking to another friend about it. So, Vanderpump wrapped up their season ten last a uh, couple weeks ago, and now they have a three part reunion. And I will say on Peacock, Studio Streaming Services, the uncensored version is the most amazing shit I've ever seen in TV. Like, n- no bleeping, nothing. Just like straight F bombs and everything else. It's just hilarious. So, uh, the first two parts of the reunion happen already. And the third part, I believe, is tomorrow that really deep dives into it. And so, for anyone who doesn't really know about Vanderpump, if you don't, there's every podcast in the world and every TV show in the world that's going to talk about this. I know nothing about okay. Vanderpump. So, you, so this, this I, you can I know, spoil I, I have to like, tell you because you're going to be like, I don't know about I don't, listeners, you're but like, for me. You're okay. like, I'm not going to know. So ideally, <laughs> shortcomings, Ariana and Tom Sandoval dated and were together for nine years. Now, Raquel was a girl that was on the show before dating another guy named James, who was a DJ on the show. Got engaged, broke up, whatever case is. Ah, remix. Yeah. So Ariana and um, Tom Sandoval, um, he's in a band. So he's like a local band artist or whatever. And Ariana is best friends or has become really close friends in the last couple of years with Raquel. So they, they're kind of like, you know, BFFs in a way. Very close. So Raquel decides to start sleeping with her best friend's boyfriend, which is Tom Sandoval. And the news broke like back in March and it was like all over the place. And the, the shittiest part about it was that as you watch the show being filmed and then you see all this happen, it's just cringy to watch because Raquel acts so dumb and so stupid. It's like, has no idea what's going on. And it's like, you clearly are just with Ariana and just being friends with her, even though you're fucking her boyfriend behind her back. Like just, and at the end of it, she's like, I don't know what, what out, the outcome would be. I figured something else would happen. Bitch, what did you think would happen? You slept with your best friend's like boyfriend. Like, what? It's like it's once just, or is this a repeat? Oh, no, it went on for months. An entanglement. But Tom has a series of doing this. So he was with Kristen, who was on the show before, and then dated Ariana. And so and he's cheated before. And so it's just it's just a whole mess i mean tom you're a scumbag he is and his best friend knew about it but then covered up oh here's a very what's the word they use polar brother uh i don't know eskimo brothers so tom sandoval tom schwartz divorced his wife katie who was on the show and made out with raquel raquel it was rachel god damn it her name's rachel it's raquel on the show made out with her to kind of get the ease off of tom sandoval i'm like 
what kind of friendship is that? Where it's just like, you're, now you're just sharing girls? Like what? I, I don't under, like, I, I don't get it. So anyway, the third part premieres um, tomorrow and it's about to be really epic and I cannot wait for it. The first two were just like fire and just like the best shit I've seen on TV in so long. But I can't react to you. I'm not, I just, I was, I don't know what I'm going to do after this when the new season comes up. And apparently everyone's coming back next season, which I think is going to be the most weirdest shit in the world. So we'll see how that goes. Mm. Guys, make sure you check out, if you have Peacock, the uncensored version of the Band of Pop Reunions Part 3, which will probably air Thursday morning or late at night. But definitely check it out because it's about to be fire. All right. So enough of that. We're going to move on to our favorite topic, which is all things. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? I'm ready. I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. Browse chair and browse chair. <gasps> Talk about Marvel and DC. See, they had a horn. I didn't even know we can do that. Isn't that great? But I like your horn a lot better. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we're going to get into, so one of the things that me and you do, which I think is always great, we always take time to go see movies and appreciate movies, love movies. Mm-hmm. But obviously, superhero movies are the thing we normally do. Yes. And one of the things we just recently saw was Guardians of the Galaxy 3, oh. Volume 3. Um, and we normally do a recap about it. But, you know, listeners, I think I'm going to let you into our normal conversations that we usually have as a little uh, sneak peek and a kind of gift to you all. So ideally, you know, we normally do this when we like watch the show, we give our little reviews after it. But ideally, I want to know <laughs> what you do. Your three, was it your three emoji review? Three emoji review, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> your yeah. three emoji review. Uh, overall, just a little recap of what you thought of Guardians 3. And what are you thinking, and we'll go into this a little more about, what are you thinking of what's happening in the MCU and the multiverse saga currently as its face? Five now? I've lost count. I'm not a math person. Uh, it's a lot. But anyway, what were your thoughts on Guardians 3? <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really fitting end to the trilogy. Uh, I thought they did a really great job of making the high evolutionary quasi-relatable and still very, very, very unlikable, mm-hmm. like the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It was cool to get so much background into like Rocket's character and kind of like why he's so kind of gruff and like... Yeah. Uh, defensive guy you know what i mean kind mm-hmm. of like 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 uh, through the first two movies he's seems to have more trouble being like like vulnerable and it's cool this to kind of see into his past and like why um a lot of feelings a lot of feelings with this movie uh, i mean it's, it's the end of the trilogy but also i mean just exploring the journeys of different characters i i thought was pretty uh it pulled on my heartstrings uh, a lot of the different storylines and like, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. Def- go see it. It's, it's a great end to the trilogy. I, I don't know if I like this one better than the first one. Mm. I think it's a, I think it's a better movie yeah. than the first one. The first one is, is, is just, I think a little, not, this one's funny too, but there's like a, a, a gravitas. There's like a weight to this one. Yeah. It feels like a closer, like an ending movie. And I, th- I think that they did that that really well. I had a moment toward the end where there were a few tears. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, there were a few tears. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I really dug it. I, I really dug it. Um, and I would see it again. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree with you. I, I you know I had an issue. I think we both agree with this. Volume two did not deliver the way that it came off 
after seeing volume one. And I 100%. think James Gunn did a great job. Shout out James Gunn. Um, of really wrapping up this story and this arc and these characters. And, and even though, you know, people who may not have watched the whole MCU, which obviously, you know, the guards were in Infinity Wars and Endgame and, you know, some other Christmas special. Um, <laughs> Christmas special. This Christmas special. They did a good job of really, like, tying that together and then talking about those friendships and talking about that growth. I mean, you know, for me, Gamora's death, I would never get over that death. It's like one of the worst deaths ever. I mean, yes, Black Widow dying was sad. I get it, but I just love Gamora. So ideally, you know, even with that, it was like, even how they wove her story into mm-hmm. it and just this alternate version of Gamora's in a movie, it's just kind of like, and even just seeing Peter's heartbreak throughout that, you yeah. know, like losing someone you love, but then you get another version of this person that you used to love, but this person doesn't know you. At all. Doesn't know anything about your history, right. about what you guys been through, about any, like nothing. You know, and you have to realize there's, there's time that passed between all these films that like they were building this relationship that right. we were not seeing as the audience. So, yeah, I definitely get to you with that part. Um, I love the Mantis story. I love mm-hmm. they did more with Mantis because yes. she's such a great character in the comic books, and like I love that they did that. I love what they did with Nebula too. That felt yeah, like, Nebula got Nebula is a character that got way cooler over the course of of the three movies. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Drax has some really clutch moments in oh, this one, too. Oh, he was too. good. He was good. I mean, like I said, they were all great characters. I, now, I will say, an unpopular opinion, I think Adam Warlock was not used to the capacity that he should have been used to. I, in my opinion. Because my here's my theory. Go ahead. I, I get in the comics, and it's, any comic fan who knows this, like, obviously, Adam Warlock had the Infinity Gauntlet, stopped Thanos, all this other bullshit. We all know that. Yeah, that he, was, not, he was such a, a way bigger player in the comic books the than, he, than he is in the movies. Right. Yeah. So, and ideally, we're not going to repeat that because obviously it was Thanos and Iron Man and that story arc. Right, right, right. The whole, yeah. I just was like, you know, I get this point. I have this with my other friend. I go, we have these powerful characters. I think of Adam Warlock, I think of Jean Grey, and I think of Scarlet Witch, the very most powerful of mutants or any level of characters and they're not utilized a full to the complete capacity or they're underutilized the point of like they're either a martyr or they're just they die and you're like you know in reality they don't die they just come back again i mean it's comic books in general but i'm saying like not with powerful characters i don't yeah, get that yeah you know what i mean like it's like you're just underutilizing them in a certain way so i i think adam was funny i will say yes you know um the actor was uh what's his name um will Will Porter. Will Porter. Um, he was good. And I think it just was, I don't know, I just wanted more from him. And it was an interesting, t- again, yeah. it's like an interesting take on Adam Warlock, right? It's just, it's, it's always interesting to me when they do that in movies. They take such a huge departure. Yeah. From yeah. like the source material in terms of who the character is. Yeah. What is their why? Like, even like his power sets and stuff. Um, were different, so it's. I feel like they really like remixed him and kind of reinvented him for the MCU. I do. Yeah, so it was I interesting agree. to just kind of see that. You know, I mean, I was glad he was in it. I just me being a comic book nerd, I was like, okay, this is an interesting take. But overall, I, I do have to agree with you. I think my my three emojis of it was I don't know what century. I think it was like it was definitely a tear. It was definitely very like action sequences were amazing. The action was um, really good. Lots, I, lots of splatters. Yeah, and just overall like closure and, and level of new levels of guardians that happen. You know, so 
Overall, I thought it was a great film. It was really good. Oh, wait, here we go. I found the three emojis. Oh, you found it. Okay. Uh, yours were claps. Yeah. The, like, tears streaming down the face emoji. Mm-hmm. And then the mechanical, like, strong arm. Yes, because I felt it was such a strong character arc for all of them. Yeah, mine was the music notes. The soundtrack is crazy. The soundtrack is sick. Amazing, yeah. yeah. And then the, like, like eyes welling up with tears but not crying yet, Mm -hmm. which is, and then my last emoji was, like, the smile with the one tear coming down. Yeah. Yeah. And the way it's, like, an end of a a chair, chapter and an end of an era, and you're just kind of, like, it's satisfying, as you said. Yeah. It wasn't wasn't anything you left, like, hmm, okay. Well, it's like, okay, this is what it is, and I like that. I thought it was, yeah, it was, it, the ending satisfied me, at least. Yeah. I can't speak for the world at large. Uh, I agree. I, I liked it. I mean, in the MCU, nothing's ever final, so I have no idea what's going to happen. I mean, Next. comic books, nothing's final either, unless you're Uncle Ben. And even then, there was a hot second where they, where they brought him <laughs> back with, in that day. We just gone. went dark with that one. Like, you know, Uncle Ben just never came back. Just, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're not I mean, they said ever. the same thing about Jason Todd for a long time, and and we know why we killed him off. He was a shithead, but <laughs> love him better as redhead. So um, I think the MCU, just to wrap it up, I, I think we're currently in phase five. So I learned that we're in phase five. Um, Ant-Man and Wasp was the first of phase five. And obviously we have Guardians. And so I think the next is the Marvels, um, just Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau, and uh, Kamala, who's going to be the other Ms. Marvel. So um, I think it's fine. I, I don't know where they're really going with it. I know Kang's a big guy, but I don't think they've done enough to really set up what they did with the Infinity Saga yeah. as much. So I'm going to hold hopes and just say it'll be good. Well, it's interesting, right? Because we have this whole Kang kind of angle, but then we also have Secret Invasion. So then there's like, yeah, <clears throat> it'll be it'll be really interesting to see what kind of plot armor they write into. Uh, like, you know, because, like, right with the multiverse, you essentially have infinite outs. You can oh, undo so or redo or tweak, like, you know. And so I'm, I'm curious because it does seem like they're moving in a bunch of different directions. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I don't know. But, you know, we're here for the ride, so we'll watch it regardless. We'll watch it and, and, and talk, it talk and shit talk anyway. anyway. <laughs> It'd be great, so it's fine. Um, so that is uh, the wrap-up on Marvel. But speaking of multiverses, um, The Flash is coming out June 16th, which deals with the whole, their version of multiverse yeah. and Flash going back in time and doing shit he shouldn't have been doing. and Barry, don't mess with the timeline! <laughs> Um, so, you know, it stars Ezra Miller, um, uh, I know, uh, from the Justice League and, you know, other movies. So, um, how do you feel about this one? I mean, now that James Gunn, who is now CEO of DC Studios and has a whole new regime of movies he's doing and re-imaging, yeah. you know, how do you feel this is going to go? And this is, actually, this was before him. The others are with him, but this one's before him. But how do you Right, but he still him? had to okay it to come out. That's true. So true. my true. thought is that it must be really, really, really good to not be shelved over how much of a trash bag human Ezra Miller is. <laughs> no, he's he's like, I feel like Ezra Miller is like the reverse Flash instead of the actual oh, Flash. Oh, my God. God. He does act like him. Like, Very true. Yeah. I, you know, the grooming kids. I'm like, I don't like, like dude, like, uh, I just, He's uh, a PR nightmare. Uh, you know, I'm sure he's a lovely person, but. From a PR standpoint, he is uh, a disaster. I, I, 
I don't think he's I don't think he's a lovely person. Okay, he might I be not. So I don't know him. I don't. I don't know. I don't know, dude. Like, but that said, for him to be so awful and this movie still be released, like again, like we just said with Marvel, like this is DC's. We can plot our way in or out of anything. So I'm hoping that they use this as a way to open up the multiverse and then ditch Ezra Miller. Yo, yeah. put Grant Gustin in there. Grant Gustin was awesome. I, on the CW, he want to do it. Just he's, the, done, he's already done it. I don't know, but the, I mean, I feel like he was held down by the writing on the CW, and but he was an amazing Flash. He, he was. It like, was a good show. I only watched a couple of seasons, but it was actually really good. You know, so I, I mean, I'm, I mean, we're gonna watch it. <laughs> we're, we're gonna watch yeah. it. I, I, uh, I have again, just with how much of a slag Ezra Miller is, I'm, <laughs> I'm a. Uh, I feel like this movie must be really good. And again, it's they're out they're out for everything else moving yeah, forward. It is. So yeah. I, I think that there's a degree uh, of that happening. I'm very, very curious. I'm excited for Michael Keaton. To come back as Batman. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. But he's like Batman from Earth Two, and I don't know if they'll call it Earth Two in the movie, but he's the mm, yes. the Batman that is uh Thomas Wayne. So at least in the comics. I don't know if the they'll version, I don't know how, yes, how tight they'll yeah. do it in the movie, but like in the comics, you know, Barry goes back in time, yep. resets the timeline, a, a bunch of fuckery happens, and right. in that universe, Bruce Wayne dies instead of his parents, and then so Thomas Wayne, his dad, becomes I Batman. And so yeah. he's like a very like a different style Batman than the Batman we're familiar with. It's I mean it's a different it's a different universe, right? Yeah. So I mean Michael Keaton in the that the original Batman movie movies was really awesome and i'm excited for them to get him back in there and i hope that you know they have a suit where his head can turn now (laughs) old versions of like these movies i still remember the costumes from batman and robin with the nipples (laughs) i was like signed off on that like they were just like yep this is fine you know what the suit needs nips Nips. (laughs) i was like wow yeah, and I like the fact that they have, even though they have Ben Affleck, who's still playing Batman from the current universe, so I guess he's not done, even though we have the Batman, who is uh, Robert Pattinson. I'm so confused. Um, it'll be an interesting movie. I, I think for sure it'll be great. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to checking it out and us having our three-star emoji review on that one. Um hey. I'm going to need your help with this one, with Blue Beetle, because I know a little bit about Blue Beetle, but I think you know a little more than me. And this is, and Blue Beetle, there were different versions of Blue Yeah, Beetle. yeah, but this yeah. is the one with Jaime. Right. Who's the current one, is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes, I believe, I believe he's the only Blue Beetle right now. Okay. Because um, he's the third, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Who was a, so. a Ted Cord. Was a, I think he was the second Blue Beetle. He might like, be oh, the there's second a, one. There's a... I'm, I'm, I'm blanking. I'm blanking. Um, where it's almost things you have to remember and you're just like, um, how do I remember every single aspect? But like, but each blue beetle has a different, has a different. Persona on it, right? Well, well, it's like how they got their powers. Okay. Or I think one blue beetle doesn't even have powers. It was Dan Garrett, yes. Ted Court, and Jaime Reyes. There we go. There yeah. we go. So those are the main ones. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to remember, like, Ted Cord, I think it was more that um, he was just really smart. And so he had this Blue Beetle persona. Yep, you're right. He was and, a gifted inventor and gifted mm-hmm, athlete. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember what his powers were. 
I want to say that he could shrink size, but that's the atom. Oh, like, like, yeah. Well, that was interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to this version because even the trailer just looked amazing. And It does look sick. And, and I, I forget the actor's name, but he was in, uh, here. he's in uh, Cobra Kai. That's right. He's, he oh, he's so good in Cobra Kai. So I'm, I'm glad he's getting some shine. Yeah, he's pretty young too. I mean, to take on these franchises at such a young age. Um, his name is Zolo Mandu. I'm going to pronounce that wrong. You probably know a lot more than me. I have never seen his name before. You've never seen his name? I've never, no. Um, but, like, shout out to him. Uh, was it Zolo Maridueña? That's going to be my best case. But, I mean, good for him. I mean, he's only 21. So yeah, cool. he's sick. He's sick. Yeah. But, like, this Blue Beetle, I think Jaime, Jaime the Jaime uh, uh, Reyes Blue Beetle is the one I'm most familiar with. So, like, right, there's this scarab artifact. Yep. And I forget how he, he finds it, but he ends up getting into contact with it. Oh, it's cool. And then it like bonds to him. It binds itself to him. And Crazy. so it's this alien thing. And all of a sudden he's got this suit that is super, 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 super powerful. Like he basically it's, it's a weapon and it comes from like this alien like race. And it's supposed to be like, like a thing to help, this particular alien race like take over like whatever planet and so like the beetle is supposed to take over its host yeah and, and like fulfill this this otherworldly agenda and for reasons we'll see what they do in the movie i want to say in the comics it would like malfunction something about how it landed on earth or like ted cord had it and messed with it and somehow it like malfunctioned or something um and so like jaime has like a degree of control oh within it but also like the beetle is like its own kind of mind and has its own kind of like like the scarab has its own thing so he can fly he can turn his arms into like blades and cannons and like he's a low-key like super super powerful uh superhero and i'm I'm glad he's getting some shine and also like shout out to like like latino roles and having latino heroes and um we definitely need that obviously we have it I wish it was a live action Miles Morales, but obviously we have the, you know, right. the animated version. Right, Miles Morales. Miles, yeah. uh, I mean, in, in the last Doctor Strange, America uh, Chavez. Chavez, yeah, it's true. Um, they are getting better, which is really good to see that. That's cool. Yeah. So, like, we're getting there. But it's nice to have a, a, a Latin lead with with a Latin character. Yeah. I think yeah. is really is really cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for that one. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to come out... Um, August 18th, so we got two nice summer ones that are coming from DC, which okay. is pretty good. The, the TV shows, I don't know much about those, so they haven't really, you know, James going to talk too much about it, but I know there's there's supposed to be a show about um, the Penguin from the Batman movie, so okay. Colin Farrell, who played him, who I didn't even know that was Colin Farrell. But, I did it until the movie was over, Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, you were like, Colin Farrell's so good, and I was like, where was Colin <laughs> Farrell? Like, who was he? Yeah. Yeah, so that was supposed to be start production. I think, Am I the only one who knows the <laughs> difference between L and La? <laughs> Best line ever. Um, so his show started production I think earlier this year, so I'm not sure if that's going to be released later on. It was HBO Max when that was Max. So, And then I think Amanda Waller is supposed to have a show, which is with that could uh, be interesting. Viola Davis. So um, not sure when that comes. So Love to hate her. She's amazing. She's like the she's like the bad Nick Fury, yeah. But you don't want to mess with. Yeah, I mean, you also don't want to mess with Nick. Fury. I, feel, I wouldn't like, mess with her either. But 
I do. I'd think be more scared goes, of Amanda Waller. I think I would be too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would be scared of both of them, but I feel like she's on a whole different level. Um, and then, of course, we have the last one we have is Aquaman. Um, I, I the first one was fine. I love Jason Momoa, so I have nothing bad to say about him. I think it would be good, but the whole Amber Heard thing is just going to be very interesting to me how they had to edit that movie out. Well, that's so, how I'm just like, like I don't know how they even did that. They I let Amber it, Heard go. I mean, like, whatever about Amber Heard, but like, oh, nope, you're done. And then you got Ezra Miller. <laughs> no, it's a, it was a PR mess, and I just don't understand it. So. I'm going to give it hopes and say it's going to be good. I don't know much about it. Um, I'm going to go in just being like, okay, it's Aquaman 2. And... You... Listen, I like looking at Jason Momoa, so I'm not going to complain either way, so it's fine for me. I mean, I, I'm a, to a degree a completist, so like, <laughs> I want to watch it. I don't I'm know watch it. I don't know how you're going to feel about uh, it. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, I think half the joy becomes like not just watching the movie, but just getting to talk about it afterward. I think is, I agree. It's part of like the whole yeah. the whole experience. So like even if the movie isn't great, like like um like Dawn of Justice, right? Batman versus Superman. Mm. The movie was garbage. Garbage. And I loved because it was so garbage that I had so many amazing conversations about this movie. <laughs> Like, oh my god, it was basically toilet paper the way we shit all over it. It was amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's just as bad when we talked about when me and you were talking about Just Lee when they did the Zack Schneider cut, and I was like, this should have just been four episodes. Why is this a four hour movie? Yeah. Like, that yeah. was four hours. Although I do think the Snyder cut was better than it what was, was better, but I was like, I don't think I needed four hours of it. No. Like, that was pretty long. Yeah. Like, you should just said four one hour episodes, but that's neither here nor there. Interesting. Well, <laughs> that is our recap on uh, all things Marvel and DC. But check back with this because we'll definitely have some more that will come this year. And I'm actually looking forward to Secret Invasions. I love the scrolls, and I hope Marvel does a good job with it. But it's Samuel Jackson and Nick Fury, so it should be. It should be amazing. I love Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. I love Samuel L. Jackson. I, uh, yeah, I think it'll be cool. It's, it's interesting how they like did the whole crawl scree or Cree thing. Mm-hmm. The Kree's kind of been like disavowed, like Agents of Shield never happened. Yeah. Which, okay. All right. Fine. Agents of Shield is pretty cool. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they paint the whole scroll thing because in the comics, so much of the scroll's motivation is the war with, with you know, the yeah. Kree. You know, it's yeah. this rival alien race. One hundred percent. So I don't know. It sounds like maybe it's like certain factions within the scrolls. Like certain scrolls are like we're cool, and other scrolls are like I think so. I think that's what it is. Yeah. And, you know, obviously it'd be great to be with Loki and figure out what's happening with that. It's been delayed so much, so I don't know where they're going to go with this because... Don't fuck it up, Marvel. I don't think they will, but we shall see. But you can <laughs> give me more Tom Hiddleston anytime, so I'm fine with that. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to get into topics about UBS. Um, and go ahead and just give us a quick summary about yourself and a little bit about who you are. Word, word. Uh, I'm BS. The only BS you can trust. Uh, I am a freestyle rapper, songwriter, recording artist, educator, um, creator. If it has to do with words, I do it. Um, I am the founder and creator of Freestyle Fitness NYC, a freestyle rap initiative uh, that uh, espouses life and language tools through the medium of freestyle rap. Uh, it's been a become a, a really dope community community initiative, um, 
virtual in person. I got people in the UK, in Berlin, on the West Coast, down South, Midwest, uh, all over. And, you know, we do in-person programming here in New York City. Um, I also uh, work with uh, Freestyle Plus and Freestyle Love Supreme. Uh, That's been super, super dope. Uh, Shout out to the, the homies in Freestyle Plus and FLS. And I've been in, uh, let's see, I've been, I've been rapping and I'm a beatboxer too. I've been rapping and beatboxing for 15 plus years. I don't know. Plus, plus, plus. Um, we've been we friends, know each we've other been friends what, longer. No, no. Well, I always keep saying 10 years. I think we know each other a lot longer. It's longer. <laughs> no, it's longer than 10. It's, yeah. it's closer to 15. We met in 2000. No, 2006. Oh yeah, it was right. 2006. It was the for me. It was my first semester of sophomore year. Okay. Yep. That's yeah. Right. yeah. 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 Um, and so, uh, yeah, yeah. I I'm really big on education. Um, I believe in freestyle rap and and play. Um, these are are ways that we keep our brains sharp. Uh, yeah. Like like freestyle fitness is modeled like as a workout for your brain. So like. It, you don't need to want to be a rapper uh, to participate. You could totally be like, I'm going to be a rapper and that's what I'm going to do with my life and, and come and play and have an amazing time. I've got all kinds of different, just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful people who come in and get vulnerable and share and get creative and try new things. Yeah. And um, yeah, my, my shout out to my, my friend participants. Um, <laughs> We, we actually had a, a, the first like freestyle fitness, like performance showcase uh, what we were talking about earlier, Memorial Day weekend. So I'm really, really proud of my peeps. Like is that some yeah. of them had never performed before and they'd only like wrapped in like the community, you know, and in our right. freestyle fitness community. So to have that moment to like showcase themselves and this, this cool little, little thing, this little village that, that we've built, you know, is really, really exciting. So um yeah yeah i'm trying to think what what else like um i've been doing this this word working thing for for a while i started street performing uh rhyming on on the streets and mm-hmm. in the parks um i used to battle rap a lot um i used to like freestyle monday shout out to uh, Corey james gray ill spoken um Freestyle Mondays is like concept battles. Like there'd be topics and a wheel and, you know, you had to improvise. You had to freestyle everything. So that was really cool. And part of my journey, I uh, released a few songs through Tommy Boy Records, which is really, really cool. Nice. Um, lately been able to travel around more and do more of what I do in, in different places mm-hmm. uh, across the East Coast, right. uh, Las Vegas, California. Um, yeah, because you were doing some traveling for a while. Berlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's been super dope. Um, I've been... Uh, oh, man. There's there's so much. There's so much. Dude, like, I can go on and There's on, so all much. There's this. so much. I think it's great. I mean, you know, I guess, you know, we talk about, like, a little bit about rapping and what it means to you and as you're expressing to us. Um, you know, how do you feel about you know, the community of when it comes to rap, you know, historically are just what we all know is like rap has been like black people. And obviously, you know, you're half white and 
you know, from a Latino community and background. So how has that been for you, you know, come stepping into the space and, and even nowadays and having people from different backgrounds and cultures, you know, take on this, this, this mantle of rap and mm -hmm. take it to a whole different level. Like how have you felt like you were part of that change or like, have you been able to like understand that more about yourself when it comes to rap or even just expand more on what that negativity that comes with like, Oh, rap is just fuck your bitches. This and that where it's like, it's more than that. Yeah. It, it, well, hip hop is a culture, you know, yeah. and rap is a part of hip hop culture. Mm. You know, we, we've got, you know, at rap, the emceeing, yep. DJing, graffiti writing, uh, breaking, you know, the dancers, the knowledge. And I'd throw beatboxing in there too. Nice. Um, Love your beatboxing. Too. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I like sounds. You know, sometimes sounds express feelings better than words do. So um, sure. for me, like I, I started rapping like by accident. Like I didn't mean, I didn't mean to be like put myself on this path. Like it, it, it we kind of found each other. Um, at one oh, point wow. when I was young, I was, uh, I just get really upset and I grab a notebook and I would just start writing and it would just happen to come out of rhyme. So that's nice. kind of how like I slowly got into it. And then I met my homie gray matter, shout out to gray. Um, and I realized there was this whole community at the time, this whole community of people where it's like, Oh, I don't need to be like angry or like battle and like have mm -hmm. this, this space, like battling is amazing. And it's really fun to have this consensual space to release a lot of energy, sure. you know? Um, but it was like, oh, we can play games. We can be witty. We can be clever. Like we can be charming. Like there's so much more, there's so many more emotions to express through this craft. Yeah. And I mean, for me, like, as if it, most people, you know, you look at me, like you can't, you can't tell that I'm, I'm half Cuban, you know? Um, <laughs> you don't, I, I mean, unless yeah, you say it, you yeah. start speaking Spanish. I'm yeah. Like, right, 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 right. Yeah. Hablo Espanol. Like, yeah. you know, growing up, it was English with dad, Spanish with mom. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm a first generation, uh, like, you know, Cuban, like my mom, second, no, second generation first. No, no. Cause my mom came here. So I'm the first generation, like after like after, the arrival. Yeah. Um, That's amazing, yeah. so it, it's interesting because it get, like you said, until I start speaking Spanish, then like, and then the code switch tends to make people's heads like whiplash. Mm. But it's interesting. Cause when I started rhyming, like being, uh, not visibly like not, not melanated like that right. was not an advantage you know it, it like i wasn't like ragged on for for not being black or for uh not being like very visibly latino um and it, it didn't really help me there like i really had to like hold my space and cut my teeth and uh really stand my, stand my ground, you yeah. know, in a, in a space. Um, Did you feel like you were trying to probably be put into a box? So you're just kind of like going in and just either humbling yourself or just be like, let me just grasp this knowledge of something that I'm kind of passionate about and love. And then like, yeah. not feel like you're assimilated either, but just kind of having your own lane. Well, I think for me, it was just a vehicle toward like greater self-awareness and like finding myself. Like yeah. when I was in spaces that I feel like I wasn't being like understood or like accepted for who and what I am, like hip hop, let me be myself. Nice. You know, these, this hip hop, New York city hip hop community, like really allowed me to just like fully be me and which, whichever, you know, version of me woke up in my meat suit that day. Like this right. was like a space where like, that was all right. And I feel like a lot of folks, uh, cause I was a later blooming creative, you know, I, um, I think a lot of folks like, 
just didn't see me that way. And so that there was a degree of like having to kind of overcome this like kind of social pressure and like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like, oh, this is like, so get silly. Out of here. Like, you know, you like, what do yeah. you, you know? Um, and like this community let me fully be myself and learn with and, and from from them. And for me, this is like a joy thing. I think this is, this is rap is like how I connect with, it's one of the main ways that I connect with people in the world you know, not just something that I mm-hmm. do. And it's just like any other kind of art, right? You have these more mainstream versions and these sort certain archetypes that get filled. And then you have these other versions that are just like expressions of the individual and any individual's yep. like life and perspective. So I, I think that right now, at least as far as hip hop and rap rap within hip hop goes, there's so much variety and so many so different much, yeah. styles and subject matters. And like, like you got people who just rap about anime. You got people who rap about video games. Yeah. You got, you know, of course the stereotype, like money, 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 drugs, whatever, violence right. and right. The, misogyny, whatever. Yeah, that exists. And then you have all sorts of like very poetic like styles and very like, I don't know. I always loved language bending, you know, that's, that's part of like, yeah. like, like BS, you know, that's when I used to battle a lot of people, BS like bullshit. And then I'd just be ready, you know, like, yeah. uh, my basic strategy is just to, you know, alter somebody's blood sugar from backstage, you know, just, just bang, 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 bang. It's two letters. And so it's something liquid and fluid that could, that could grow with me. Right. So it, it was, I, I feel like that, my, my experience within the culture is, is like also that like it has allowed me to be fluid and grow and expand and evolve within it. Right. Um, and it's, it's a really, really important thing to me. And I think that every human benefits from it. That's why it's like, I call it freestyle fitness. It's, it's a workout for your brain. Like you're training yourself to think fast and highlight certain information. Mm-hmm. And there's so many life situations where having a quick answer will help you immensely oh, you yeah, know like yeah. uh, think on your toes mm-hmm. like, okay what oh all right mm-hmm. split second decision gaining self-confidence like yeah. having opposing ideas and literally putting them in rhythm with one another like open communication active listening i mean Absolutely. vocabulary expansion I, I i think that it's it's really important to engage in these things um especially now where uh, like it's a space where you can think critically out loud and you can speak your ideas in a circle of people and have, have it be received. And, and also reach a greater audience that you probably didn't think you would be able to reach, you know, before. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I didn't, that. I didn't start rapping to like be a rapper. It was just, the, it was just, a, it called to me. It made me feel good. It made me feel like I could express and like I could be heard and acknowledged and accepted. Even if I had to, you know, claw my way to those places right. you know sometimes like uh, i i've made so many lifelong friends through this journey and thanks to this culture that i'm grateful to it i'm grateful to it and i want to be able to share that that fun that playfulness mm-hmm. games with people in a way that helps them and reminds them that they're already enough as they are and that you know what i'm saying like like you, you is you are enough you is enough and like the most badass like hip-hop thing you could do is rap and just be yourself and be true to your perspective right. and your own journey and cool. yeah yeah i feel like i was given a lot of that grace and that space and it's something that's really important to me to carry on and push forward and and 
help other people cultivate that for themselves. Again, like whether you want to be like, I'm a rapper and identify as that, mm -hmm. or here's just this fun thing I do with some friends, you know? Yeah. You got to find that balance. And then do you ever, you know, do you ever get people come up to you and be like, you know, BS, uh, just listen to you rap has helped me kind of, you know, I know you do it for your students and for everyone else you do freestyle fitness, but like, have you had people come up to you and like, how does that make you feel? Like I've heard you and it's like, BS has touched me in a certain way has helped me find my inner self, my inner confidence. I mean, how does that make you feel knowing that you have something that you didn't think was going to be for something simple you were doing, but now it's like you're touching people's lives in one way or another, like that impact, like how does that make you feel knowing that these small things and these big grand things you're doing are making a difference? I mean, it makes me feel like I'm fulfilling my, my life's purpose, you know, my reason for being here. Like I, I just want, I want people to smile. Yeah. I want them to remember that being themselves is okay. And I, I want to empower creators to keep creating after yes. we interact, even if we never interact ever again. Like I, that's my, my, my hope and to be able to help people in a way where this culture and other people within it help me too mm -hmm. is, you know, I, I, I think that a lot of us in life, like as grown people, are trying to be the grown people that we needed as individuals when we oh, were younger. Yes. And so to be able to fill that role for some people and especially within the, the community and hold space for it. Yeah. And I've got a, a new song coming out uh, probably later this year called uh, Four Things You Feel. And oh, worked nice. into the chorus is this grounding countdown, you know, which really, really helped me a lot during the pandemic and like just some, just navigating certain mental health issues, you know, um, depression, ADHD, like the, the combination of those things, mm -hmm. uh, you know, five things you you see, four things you feel like, like, like tactile, like, like right. not like feelings, but like, 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 you know, I feel a shirt on my, on my shoulders, right? Like, like, uh, okay. like you feel right. three things you hear, two things that you either smell or taste. Mm -hmm. And then you say like one nice thing to yourself. Uh, oh, I love that. and that's been like a really powerful thing, but I've been, I haven't released the song yet, but I've started performing it. And this one has had people come up to me and either they recognize the grounding countdown and appreciate that it's being shared. Right. Um, sometimes like I had someone reach out to me like, Hey, thank you for this. Like I posted like a reel of like a, a piece of, a, of one of the performances and they reached out to me and were like, Hey, thank you so much for this. Like, this is a reminder to just kind of slow down and take a deep breath. Yeah. And I, I get depressed sometimes and this is going to help me remember to kind of like find my center and breathe when I feel wow. like that. And that was a huge, just that really blew me away. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you're making, you know, an impact. I mean, I've always seen it in you, you know, whenever you do and perform. Thanks, bro. Right yeah, now. you've always you've always supported yeah. my 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 endeavors, uh, even when a lot of people around us were like, wah, wah, you know, all like, the haters out there. Not even haters. It's just they didn't see the, they didn't see the vision, and um, I don't think that they were invested at that same in that same way in me as like a friend to sure. to be like, all right, bro, like. Like, I don't, I don't get it. And like, go, like I'm sending you this positive energy so that you can, yeah. you can do what you feel and what you see, even though I don't see it yet. And I can't speak for you, whether you saw it or not. I didn't see a lot of this, this journey coming the way that it did, but yeah. you've always, and I really appreciate that. You have always had my back with this kind of thing. And like you, 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 you know, I feel like you never were like, that's amazing. If it wasn't. 
and you still found a way to be like, keep going, keep going. I mean, I think that's what makes going. you better. It's like constructive criticism. Like we both do that for each other, but it comes to, you know, me doing my projects with cases. I mean, I've always seen the fact that you were an artist and I think you were always struggling with the idea of like, you know, we had this whole thing where we were growing up in corporate America and we have to have these straight structured jobs. You go in nine to five and do whatever. Obviously COVID changed that. And now we have hybrid and remote and all this other stuff, but ideally corporate America is not for everybody. Right. And I think, yeah, you go to school, you get these degrees and do great stuff, but it just never might be what you want to do. And I know that was hard for you back then going through that. And I felt like I like, at least for my friends, if there's something they love doing or something they're passionate about, I'm all in for it. You know, I'm always going to support any way of acting or any way of artistry that's out there because also just enlightens you as well too. Yeah. You know, the most important thing you can do as a human being is to grow and learn as much as possible and always keeping your mind open to understanding that is when you become close minded and you don't allow yourself to understand certain avenues or certain things that are scary or different for you that you stop being a pivotal point of a person in society. Now that could be my opinion on what the case is, but I just think you got to keep pushing yourself. And what I love about what you do is that, you know, you just mentioned before, it's like, it's a certain sense of passion when you're up there and you're doing it. You can always see that. And it's not, it's nothing fake. It's nothing unoriginal. It's authentic. It's, it's the true you. And it's a struggle. It's Thanks, hard. Bro. It's not, it's not easy. No one's ever going to say it's easy, but nothing ever worth having in life is easy. So it's, you know, it's, Amen. that is life, you know, but I think the struggles you keep going through and how you keep pushing yourself to do those things is really key and important. So, you know, but as your best friend, that's just what it's going to do that for you, no matter what. Um, Thanks, brother. I want to learn a little bit about your blading camp because I love the fact that you do, you know, you have rap and you have everything else you do, but you just, like I said, you do still rollerblade. So yeah. tell me how that kind of incorporates and helps you through your everyday motivation and your artistry and how that keeps you moving forward. Yeah, well, rollerblading was like the first, the first thing I ever fell in love with. Like it was the first thing to save my life. Uh, hip hop was Stage probably the life. second. All yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. I was a really angry kid. Like there was a lot happening and this was like a way for me. Like I never, it was a long, well now it's like half my life ago, but there, there was a, a long period of life where I never saw myself as a creative or an art, artist or artist, even artistically inclined. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't like rules right. and I didn't understand and I think it's also the way it was taught and presented, like art class, music class, where it was like, you can do whatever you want. You need to do exactly this like this right now. And I was just like, ah, You're like, wait, like, don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining, bro. Like, no, no, yeah, thank no, you. Bro. I don't, I don't, no. you know, so blading uh, found, well, so uh, one of my cousins got me into it. And this was when it was a much younger, you know, early 2000s, like late 90s, early 2000s. And like a skate park opened up in in the the town that I lived in in Pennsylvania at the time, and that just became my like my sanctuary. That was my my that place actually felt like home when my home wow. didn't feel like home, yeah. and there was just a lot happening, and I felt uh, safer at the skate park than I did at home. Even though I'm like hurting myself, you know, like I'm falling and like, Jeez, but it was yeah. the kind of thing where even through being so angry and all of these other things, like it just made me feel like alive and reminded me that I wanted to keep feeling that way. So it's been a very, very important part for me uh, in my like early, early twenties, I hurt my knee. And so I thought I was done for a while. So I didn't skate for a number of years and then came back to it later. Actually, it was, it's funny how it all kind of ties together. Like the whole, 
I think I started really focusing on on rap and and hip hop, like you know, beatboxing, and and this sort of artistic expression was like after I thought I couldn't blade anymore, wow. and I needed something to fill that that hole. Right. And uh, as much as as like hip hop and and rap and beatbox and freestyle like are my life, mm-hmm. it never completely filled the space that not having like not having blading in my or that blading created in my life and that 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 what it filled right it 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 filled a lot of it like like a lot of it, enough to make it my life you know what i mean right, like right. uh so now kind of having that back also being a little bit older and having to like redefine my relationship with blading like when i was young i'd, mm-hmm. I'd get mad and then i'd like take put my skates on and jump off a roof you know what i mean like Jesus. yeah yeah daredevil here yeah 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 i um so that, that was a piece of it, you know? So now it's like, as like in a, in a more like adult way and also like, you know, like, like my body can't take that same impact yeah. anymore. Like it doesn't recover. I mean, I would as, hope not at age as, 60, you're still trying to jump off buildings. Eh, no, no, no. The jump off of building days are, are, are long over, but, okay. but, uh, it's been, it's, it's, you know, I think hip hop saved my life after that. And it was like the second like thing that I, I fell in love right. with, but like, but I fell in love with blading before I, I, before first love with the girl, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like this yeah, was such a, it's the first way that I, I self-identified like, Oh, no, I'm a skater. Like yeah. I, that's, you know, who, and that's what I do. That's who I am. Like, so this cool. is the culture that I'm a part of. And honestly, it's funny cause it, it introduced me to a lot of hip hop culture. Like at the time you oh. had like VHSs and DVDs of skate videos yeah, and everything aged was, ourselves right now. <laughs> everything, well, everything was so regional, right? So oh, like yeah. the skaters from yeah, the Midwest yeah. would have songs from Midwest rappers from Cali. They'd have Cali rappers, yeah. New York. New, so you had, I had all, I was exposed to all of these different styles through the culture of uh, 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 like skate skating culture. Right. And like working at a skate park. So even like, I don't really skateboard. Like it's cool. I, it's just not my bag. But like again, having these videos on, and yeah. one of uh, for the, the time, one of my managers at the skate park was like an MC, and he would like freestyle from time to time, and like so it was kind of just being exposed to that in a way where it was like, what is this? Like this is so dope, you know. And it was more than just what was on the radio at the time, or yeah. you know, just having these extra dimensions to it. So like blading has been a, a, a thread through all of this. So That's I so mean. Cool. Yeah, now it's it's also been a good reminder that like, you know, like right. Some people could be like, "Oh, you do this and you fall and you get hurt. That's bad, right? You don't want to get hurt. That's bad." Of course. And just being like, "Well, it's it's my relationship with it, right? The thing itself is not good or bad. It's mm. it's how what is my relationship to it? What is my relationship right. with it? And having the opportunity to come back to it and redefine that. So like the way I skate now is not the way that I skated in my teens, twenties, like." Just what I prioritize right. is different. Like it's a lot, it's longevity now. Like I want to do this for as long as I absolutely possibly can. I feel so it's my, ha- it's my happy, it's one of my absolute top happy places, you know, just Amazing. being able to redefine architecture that certain like 90 plus percent of the population looks at a particular way. Yeah. Oh, that's that, that ledge, that's a bench. Or that handrail is there for me to put my hand on as I walk down the stairs. And I'm like, what can I do on this? How can I jump on this and do something? You know, <laughs> like, sense, yeah. how can I? So it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, I have been creative for so much longer than I thought I had initially, Just you know, through yeah. through my, my physical movement. Right? Right, right. So I find that when I can skate and, you know, injuries are a thing. It comes to the territory. But like on when I'm my when my body's good and I can skate a few times a week 
it is so much easier for me to be what my brain and my heart see as my best self. Mm. Like whether it's those moments where I am skating or the moments in between each skate session. So it's, it's been really important to me to have a physical creative outlet as well as a mental one. Cause I think yeah. one of the beautiful things about rap is your imagination is the only limitation. Like it's one of the few sure. art forms that you can be sure. the best at just by saying that you're the best at it, by how you say that you're the best at it. it you yeah. know what I mean? Like you can, yeah, yeah. you can speak that into existence through that craft. And so it's, it's just been nice to have this physical expression, this physical modality to kind of uh, jump in and out. And I had a, like a real transformative experience that you mentioned blading camp yeah. um, in Malaga, Spain, yo, shout out to Josh, Wani, Ale, Jam, Mary, Joe, Miguel, uh, Bomba, like the, the whole blading camp team is incredible. Nils, Montre, uh, it, it was a truly, truly transformative experience. And I felt some of the same just community energy that I do in like a hip hop cypher mm -hmm. and that I did there at like skate parks and the way people just cheer for each other, support each other. Skill level is, is not the emphasis, the skill level. I mean, sure. We all want to get better at the things that we yeah, do. Absolutely. Course. And there are people there who are willing to, to teach you and show you. And, but, but just the way that like everyone is supportive of everyone trying whatever they're doing, no matter where on the skill spectrum it falls, like, um, Blading camp is, is, is a really, really important thing to me. And I, I might be able, I don't know, we, we were, t we'll see. We're talking about maybe doing some, maybe like a freestyle fitness workshop or a BS performance at blading camp, okay, uh, fall right. fling this year. So like, listen, listen, if, if you down to put wheels on your feet, I cannot recommend blading camp enough. Uh, I first went during a pretty like difficult period in my life and it helped me find myself and, and my center again and remind myself like who and what I am mm -hmm. um, and made some lifelong friends from all all over the world. Nice. I, I met my girlfriend like at Blading Camp, like it's shout uh, out shout out to Ray. <laughs> like, it, you know, it was uh, it, it's been a really deeply powerful and transformative thing. It's it's love in community and positivity yeah. and you know, like kindness, thoughtfulness, and like taking care of each other and like treating other loving humans as family, because yeah. that's, that's what you become, you know, like we say blading camp family and that's, that's, wow. that, that, that shit's real. You know, that's, that's really it's really, really, it's, it's really real. And, uh, it's, it's in Malaga, Spain, off the Southern coast of Spain, off the Mediterranean, cool. beautiful, 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 beautiful. It's hot and it's beautiful. <laughs> it's hot. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah. But like that blading camp experience for me, it was also like, a, especially the, the first time, like a test of like my, my, my endurance, my body, like you go to two right. skate parks a day, you've got nature stops in between. Like it is a very active experience, Goodness. very active. Yeah. So. I, I can't recommend it enough. Uh, there's an adult week called Fall Fling. That's that's when I usually go. Mm -hmm. They do other weeks during. They have a, a spring session that has passed now, and they do a few other sessions over the course of the summer that are all ages. So you have youth from all over the world and adults from all over the world, wow. like holding space for one another, sharing space, learning with and from one another. Yeah. Um, that's cool. The it, it made my heart bigger for real. It, it made my heart that's bigger cool. and. Uh, broadened my awareness, self-awareness, cultural awareness, um, in, in ways that I'm forever grateful for. Is, That's awesome. Yeah. 
that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, you always told me great stories about it, so I was like curious how that happens for you. But thank you for sharing that. That was really awesome. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, what upcoming projects do you currently have going for yourself right now? I know you talk about a song, but is there anything else that you have currently you're working on this summer and into the fall? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got a I've got a handful of songs that I've been sitting on for a little bit that um, I'm working on rolling out. So I'm Perfect. really excited to be releasing some music. It's been a little bit. It's been a little while since. Shout um, out clapping. I don't know. I didn't do that right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been a while since I. I think the last time I released music was like 2019. So it's it's been a little while since the music has come out, which I'm, I'm super pumped about. Um, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. That's that I'm really looking forward to. Um, also trying to like been building like so like write a performance set that is like more songs. Okay. like song based yeah. and then also been working on a performance set that's freestyle so like impro fully improvised nice. so like working and trying to you know find ways of working in some some beatboxing some beat yeah. rhyming some like on the fly composition stuff um Amazing. with the with the loop station uh so been working on that which i'm really excited about okay and um been able to do some more performing across across the city been able to do some performing uh, with my homies over in Freestyle Plus. Um, Freestyle Fitness is now kind of expanding into doing some performance stuff. Wow. Um, we're doing a, a collaborative event with American Beatbox on Saturday, June 17th. It's going to be a workshop intensive that is focused on performance, uh, street performance in particular. So Ooh. being able to like hold space for others, do dabble into like some beatboxing a little bit, but also have like the, their, the, Mer the American Beatbox Embassy this new space that they got really sick. Okay. Uh, you it can be amplified. You're a biport authority, and you can perform to the people on the street. So there's a barrier, what? so they can't come in, but you can still talk to them and get information from them and work that into little games and routines. Right. So that's something that I'm going to be guiding people through, um, which I'm really excited about. That's a new thing. That's a very new thing. Oh, that's um, really cool. I should have mentioned it earlier too. I'm the creator of Props Game Show. We've been called the American Ninja Warrior of freestyle rap. And, oh, yes, yeah, we challenge like MCs, improvisers, and some of the most absurd challenges, hyper-specific rap challenges uh, that folks need to complete in 16 bars. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been, So we're going to bring that back this year. We've been on pause for the last year and a half. Uh, it started during the pandemic as a, as a virtual thing. Mm -hmm. Um, we had one in person that went really, 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 really well. Um, nice. one of my, my teammates, a collaborator, heirloom beats, uh, was won a grant and was, was kind enough to, um, uh, use that to help fund this live, uh, props, uh, episode that we did. So really, really excited to have that some, as something that comes back. I think, um, a lot of people see freestyle rap and especially the type of freestyle rap that we do on props as like impossible. Mm. And I think it's important to remind people that the impossible isn't always impossible. Even if it is in this tiny little way, true, you true. know, if yeah. we can't uh, like it, it how I look at it as like, it's like hope, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like hope is a really important thing. Yep. And in dark places, sometimes it feels like hope is impossible. And I think it's important to remind people that what seems impossible usually isn't. So uh, being able to like challenge oneself and, and ourselves and also with props, I just love putting people who normally wouldn't be in the same room right. arting together. Uh -huh. 
to just see what they bring out of each other is really exciting. So props is going to be coming up. Uh, Freestyle Fitness will be continuing with our virtual programming, our in-person programming. I do drop-ins. I do four-week groups. Um, So I'm I'm really excited about that and looking to do some more collaborations, um, work with more uh, education-like institutions. I had the pleasure of doing a guest lecture at... um, uh, with my homie Ian Levy, Dr. Ian Levy, um, over at Manhattan College uh, for their counseling department and exploring the intersections wow. between like freestyle rap and hip hop culture and nice. using that as a means of like like connecting with youth in a like counseling setting. Yeah. So that um, I've also had the, the pleasure of collaborating with um, the Academy of Noise and delivering some beatbox programming with youth. Um, and I, I think that. it's, it's really important. Like the arts help people connect with themselves and they help other people. They help you learn to think more critically yes. and explore different ways of thought and be exposed to different ways of thinking and being and doing things. And I think that's I really, really, really important right now. Um, oh, man, it is you know, so the U S education system hasn't progressed past the industrial revolution where they were training mm-hmm. kids to work in factories, you know, it's just memorize, do memorize, do yep. memorize, do. Yep. And so, you know, it's important, I think, to be able to do that. So I'm, I'm excited about more of these, exploring more of these inter- like intersections in terms yeah. of, uh, like communities and education and, um, do as much performing in as many places as I can, in as many different ways as yes, I can please, with as many please, people please as, as I, as I can yeah. and the hold space and, and facilitate for those and try and, and, and give people that, that boost and that energy and reflect their their dopeness like like their amazingness back at them because i think so many people are are so amazing and the the society the world our culture just it it tries to demand you be something and fit a certain shape or a certain mold and you don't need to even if it's that's just in this 90 minutes window of you know what i mean like you you can um I do my best to practice. Uh, someone once told me that, that freestyle fitness is a practice in radical inclusion, which Ooh, okay. I was a, was a pretty high compliment. Um, yeah, I like that. And, and, you know, it's important. I want to keep pushing myself, encouraging others to push themselves. Yeah, of course. You know, and uh, yeah, this is a very long answer, but uh, no, it's really great. excited. You got some good stuff coming up. So thank you. Thank you. I love hearing that. Yeah. Not just as a, an audience member, but also as your best friend. But <laughs> um, so last before we close out, can you let um, our audience know where they can find out more about these upcoming shows, where they can find out more about you? Do you have a website or anything? Yeah, like yeah. You can learn more about me and what I do. You can go to trustbs.com. You can follow me on uh, all socials at trustbs. You can follow uh, Freestyle Fitness on Instagram at Freestyle Fitness NYC. Um, no punctuation in any of those things is just, you know, like trust BS, T R U S T B S, uh, freestyle fitness NYC. Uh, and yeah, connect with me, come talk. I'm a, I'm a big old nerd. I'm a comic book nerd. I'm a rap nerd. I'm a rollerblade nerd. And I love, uh, I, I like to think of myself as living in the rabbit hole and I love when people come, <laughs> I love when people come to visit, you know, I, I am a hyper curious, hyper interested party. I am not the gatekeeper of all knowledge, 
I do seem I do love being like the problem poser and like 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 Ooh, well, what can we explore okay. you know can we explore together what do we learn with each other from each other as we're True. exploring so that. if if that sounds you know like up your alley uh, come come hang with this uh, ADHD brain rapping mental health advocate. Um, I would love to see you, would love to meet you and would love to get to know more about you and connect and see what we can learn about each other from each other, you know, be a a beautiful, beautiful thing. Thank you, Bia. This was a great little touching outro. Um, I hope to have you back again sometimes. Yeah. Love to come back and co-host with us. So everyone that's going to wrap it up for this episode and, uh, yeah, thanks for listening and um, stay positive out there and try not to destroy the world. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> Don't fuck it up. <laughs> Later.